Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hey guys, it's Wednesday and you already know what it is, a new episode of Chasing the Frame today. I am with Kai Sharif. How are you, Kai? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? So before we start the show, I just want to say thank you to everyone who are listening. And remember, if you are a Patreon member, we have three different tiers to let you listen to the podcast from three days to five days to a week early. So that means you can technically listen to next week's episode today. Perfect. That's amazing, right? Yes. So also, thank you to anyone who's just listening in general and not like on Patreon or anything of that nature too. I like appreciate anyone just, you know, getting the word out for us as well. So, hey, let's get to it. Who's ready to chase frames today? So, Kai, the first question of the day, which I ask everyone, <laughs> is are you from Vegas originally? No, I'm from Boston, baby. How long have you been in Vegas, actually? Uh, 17 years. 17 years. I love Vegas. That's awesome. Yes. So we will get to how you got to Vegas, but the second question to how I start every show is, what was the show, the TV show, movie, actor, actress, director, whoever it was that got you into that spark that said, I want to do this for my life? Um, so I have, it's a dual, it's a duality actually. Okay. So my mom, she went to, um, Boston university, um, and got her film directing degree, degree, master's in film directing. And so she started an organization, everything she would learn, she wanted to share with her community because she felt like, you know, people in her community did not know how mm -hmm. to produce or do anything. So she created an organization and I just helped her out as her, you know, as a teenage daughter. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I actually, I starred in her film, um, her thesis film, mm -hmm. um, and that got me the acting bug. So I was in performing arts and doing all that stuff. So I was in front of the camera, but as, it, as I became a teenager and she started that, I fell in love with behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, writing is something I always done. And then um, I really love cinematography. Like I just loved, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. how to visually create stuff. So that's my mom. And that's how she kind of introduced me to. But the movie that it's it's an old one. 
It's called Dancing in September. It oh. was an indie film. Okay. And um, it was Nicole Ari Parker starred in it and Isaiah Washington starred in it. Mm. And that's what got me into it. Um, it the show was about, <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone even seen it, but it, the movie was about um, this this uh, executive trying to, you know, create a show, a TV mm. show, and um, getting it on the air, and we just followed it all the way through. And it was it was my favorite movie at the time. And so that kind of, I was like, I want to do that. Oh, is that, do you think it's on Amazon Prime? I don't know. I so, hope so. <laughs> all right. So uh, it's called Dancing in September? Dancing in September. Okay. Yes. I will have to check Amazon Prime for yes. you to see if that's on there. Even if you have to buy it on DVD. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you see it in the theaters or did you see it at home? No, it was, I think it was just on the movie channel or something. My mom, because she used to get um, independent, she was connected with the l- yeah. little East Coast people. So we would actually see movies. Like we saw a movie with Loretta Devine and we mm-hmm. got to meet her. We saw um, a movie with Mel Gibson. We, yeah. My mom met him. And so oh. we we kind of met some people. That's pretty cool. It was pretty awesome. I wonder what, what Mel Gibson movie ha- do you know? Um, I, it was, I was so. Was it Forever Young? Was it uh, the. the this one is the burnt l- face of a man. Late nineties, so oh, late whatever 90s. he was doing in like ninety something, like Lethal Weapon Four, something. <laughs> right, it was something <laughs> which was filmed a little bit here actually. It was. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, on the the, the two fifteen, I think they use. Um, really? Yeah, Lethal Weapon Four. If I'm not mistaken, I was told that by someone. That's so. Dope. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay, so teenager, you actually let's let me ask you this first. You acted. So what was that yes. like? What was that experience? Um, I wasn't, I hate to say the word natural because now that I know what <laughs> acting is, there's no such thing. Um, <laughs> but um, I, so, okay, my mom um, put me into performing arts because I was such a shy kid. Yeah. I would like, if I walked into a room, I'd be behind her skirt looking around because mm-hmm. I was just too scared. So she was like, go to performing arts. So I started in a dance company, um, Nia Dance Company. Okay. And so that's what start started me being on stage. Yeah. And then I started getting into acting. We did a couple of plays. Um, and I started her movie. And I had the whole acting bug for a while. Did you have um, an acting technique that used Meisner, Stroudsburg? No. <laughs> I, d- I, had a, I had two acting coaches. One, Naeem Garcia. He was just mm-hmm. in the movie with Denzel. Um, the most the most recent movie. Um, uh, I just know the Equalizer too. Equalizer oh, okay. too. He was in that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that was my um, that was my first official um, acting coach, and he was phenomenal. And he taught us how to bring the truth to the scenes, um, how to be yourself, and how to you know uh, ignite true emotion Mm -hmm. so you know it was just I loved it I loved being on stage but I was naturally a shy girl um but when I discovered behind the scenes and writing and that's where that's home for me did that um being on the stage help you get out of that shyness yes that's, yeah. That was the whole point of bringing well, that up. Yeah, yes. well, also it could be a duality. <laughs> I didn't bring it, could, it, up. it also could be a duality too, where you're still shy and you yeah. just have like a presence to you on stage as well. Yes. So there is that. As I mean, there and are people true. like that too. It's true. Like so. I'm naturally, I like to be quiet and I prefer being shy. Mm-hmm. But I can access a part of my personality that's more comfortable yeah. for other people and kind of show up. Yeah. Um, but my natural state is withdrawn and mm-hmm. in my head and. Observing others. So. so, so how old were you when you then? You said teenager when you started doing the behind the scenes stuff. How like I was what year probably, or age? Whatever you want to give. I was probably 14, fifteen years old. Yeah. Fifteen. I graduated early from high school, so mm-hmm. I graduated at seventeen. 
So it was before it was 14, 15 yeah. years were, old. Were you 15. doing were you doing things with friends too, like making films and stuff like that, acting and you know? No, actually I wasn't. We what I what my mom did, she trained people mm-hmm. um like a movie making course. Yeah. And so our her students, which became our students, would make many movies. Yeah. Like we did shorts and stuff. We did one call about the brothers, we did the barbershop, not the one that yeah, we yeah. know, but you know, these other indie uh, projects all in Boston. Oh, okay. What was the community like in Boston? Um, it was more nine to fivers who did it as hobbies. There yeah. were not too many serious people, but there were, my mom found her kind of her group where they, mm-hmm. um, they developed like, uh, screenplays and it was through the Harvard script, um, Harvard script writers group yeah. or something like that. And they were, they were serious. Like yeah. some of them did were professionals and did a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. So, uh, as you go back to visit your mom, has that, has that community grown? Or- yes. So it's, it's not even done where, where it originally started. Like it's in like, it's doing new and better things now, wow. but my mom has her own community called Boston screenwriters group. And there's like, there's lots of them. I think there's over a thousand members. And I did that here in Las Vegas as well. We had yeah. over a thousand, but after I had a couple kids, I yeah, I stepped off and stopped doing the screenwriters thing. Gotcha. And then after high school, what happened? What'd you do? So I wanted to be a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and so this shows my my um, naivety. And so I, all I wanted to do was go to USC and go to film school. And <laughs> Not UCLA? I, no, USC was a specific one. And the reason why is because Love and Basketball, I love that movie. <laughs> and that's where they went. And that's where I was supposed to go. So I applied to USC because I knew I was going to get in. And I had a couple of safety schools. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. I'm not. And I could have went to UCLA, but I didn't I didn't want to. Okay. Well, like I mean, also, also, you have USC, you have UCLA, you have NYU, you have yeah. SV. SVU, SVA, I yep. mean, School of Visual Arts. Yep. Uh, New York Film Tish. Academy. Tish. Well, Tish is in NYU. I, yeah. I count as it's one. one. Yeah. 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 What else? Uh, not Emerson. Emer- Emerson. My mom taught at oh, yeah. Emerson. But isn't, Emerson yeah. Bo- isn't Boston U? Mm-hmm. Doesn't Boston U have a film program BU? as well, too? Yeah. yeah. BU. Or mm-hmm. BC. Does BC also? Boston College. Also, I heard Michigan has a good, pretty good. Oh, yeah. The Michigan University? Yeah. I think, yeah. They have a, I think I've heard they had a good film program. I don't know. I know, uh, I know. Full, there's, but I don't know. Full Sail was around. I don't know how old Full Sail is. Full Sail University. That wasn't there. Yeah, okay. I think they. I think AI was around. Yeah, AI. But everyone talks shit about AI. I know. So it, it's it's, crazy. A, it's yeah. So yeah. hit or miss. With so you them. had so many options, but you wanted to go to USC. USC was the you just only to be a option. Trojan. I just wanted to. I, I just go honestly to wanted to be like Sanaa then and <laughs> you know, but it wasn't even her. It was I wanted to be with, like Gina Prince by the Wood, who was the director, because that's where she went to UCLA. But but and. Did you want to go to USC? That's kind but of I wanted to go to USC. <laughs> Anyways, but I didn't get accepted, and I was wow. devastated. And my mom hated the idea of me going all the way to the West Coast. I was yeah. obviously in Boston, and my brother went to UNLV. So I hurried up and applied to UNLV, okay. and I got accepted. And I went to UNLV for about a year, and I did not finish. Did you go to the film school in UNLV? I was, did. Okay. I um well actually the business school oh okay because I because I kind of was mad <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to double do a yeah, major yeah. I wanted to do business and film because I didn't feel like I didn't want to just be an art film person yeah. I wanted to be a business minded person so I wanted to make money yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean it's called so, show business not show, show art exactly well, you show the art but you need the need show the business, business. <laughs> so um but I didn't finish and life got in the way and. 
um, I was on uh, Kid 3 and was like, I want to do my passion and, mm-hmm. you know, got the support of my husband and just went after it and continue to, to push on it now. So so then what happened in between those things? So you just, just worked the regular 9 to 5 job then? I did. I was in banking. Okay. <laughs> I had a lot of, <laughs> I was in banking, um, marketing. Um, I, I, I tried to be a regular person and yeah. it just didn't work. You hit the whole, you tried the whole kit caboodle? The whole thing. Did, and, you, did you write still while you were doing yes, that stuff? So, I, I've never stopped writing. I've been writing since I was six years old. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I wrote, I've written, um, probably about 12 features. Okay. Um, I don't even know how many uh, pilots I've written, but mm. lots. And I did a lot of script doctoring. Um, did you do script doctoring while you were doing those regular nine to five yep, jobs? How yep. did you get those script doctor relationships? Jobs? I'm mm-hmm. really good. I'm when I meet people, I have genuine connections with people, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. um, and people just trust me. Plus, I have my community, the Las Vegas Screenwriters Group, yeah. and so I would have um, gurus from LA come and mm-hmm. teach. To my screenwriters, um, like Pilar Alessandra, uh, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hoffman, um, and you know the million dollar script writer. Like hope I had, I used to you know yeah. bring in um, gurus that taught screen, script writing, and that's where I learned all my like tricks and t- yeah. to the trade. And so um, I had like a consulting business on the side just to kind of keep me, you know, hungry. Hungry, yes. Well, here's a question for you because. You kind of skip over that community a little bit. That yeah. Vegas. So tell us about that. I don't. I don't. I never knew about that. So okay. what? What? How that start? When did you okay. start that? Or when did that you join that? I joined it. Um, another a gentleman named David who passed away actually. Mm-hmm. Um, started the Las Vegas Screenwriters. We started actually over at Stephanie. You know that. Uh, is it Borders? What? Which? Uh, book. Parts uh, and Noble. Parts and Noble. Yeah, and we—it was just like five. It was like three of us, mm-hmm. including me and my mom, because my yeah. mom was she moved out here for a second. It was me, my mom, him, and like another writer. Yeah, and then it grew, and then once it grew, we ended up going to Denny's. Um, over on Maryland Parkway. Good choice. Yes. And we went in the back and we had like, you know, we'd order our food yeah. and be able to talk writing. It was wonderful. It was like a writer's room. Mm-hmm. And as that grew, um, you know, we that's when we started to bring in. So he had asked, he wanted to step down and he asked me to take over. Mm-hmm. I took over, and that's and it and it just kind of grew from there. Gotcha. And we copied what my mom was doing in Harvard Scriptwriters Group okay. in Boston, which was really successful. Um, so we followed their style of, of reviewing scripts and you know, the leveling up the writers. And mm-hmm. a couple of our writers ended up becoming um, writers in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, someone she wrote, she got uh, optioned her her movie got optioned after we reviewed it. Mm-hmm. Um, two of her movies actually. So we we got a little something for Vegas, you yeah. know. Um, and that's yeah, that's how I kind of kept the writing going. Gotcha. When did you meet Adia? So okay, my son, my middle son, mm-hmm. got a commercial. Okay. And her daughter got a commercial, so we met on a commercial set. Ah, okay. And we just, we were the only two brown black girls there. <laughs> so, you know, we just navigated yeah. together, you know. And um, it was awesome. And when I met her, we just, she said she was an actress. And, you know, and I was like, well, I'm a director. Yeah. And, you know, we got to do something together. And we, you know, just built our friendship from there. How long have you known her? Um. Oh, that's a good question. So my son was like maybe five, yeah, yeah, six yeah. years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, and time so flies. Time flies. And yeah. I remember I was writing my 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 the movie that the movie the show that she stars in, yeah. um, Milf, and um, she was the only one I could think of. I couldn't think of anybody else but her. Mm-hmm. And so she, so I called her up, and she was on the airplane. You know, everybody oh, knows yeah. she's always, always on an airplane, on an airplane, or waiting. Yep. <laughs> showing her leg room. Yeah. Always making me jealous about yes. it. And I'm like, Jesus. And she was like, oh, I just got off the plane and da 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 And I was like, well, I wrote a, I wrote a, sh- a character just for you. And yeah. she said, okay. And then we met at Poor, mm-hmm. and she brought Sabrina because it was, you know, for yeah. the lease. And, um, and then that's where we started. That was our origin story. So that's where you started the whole trio series. But yep. you started writing that before, though. But mm-hmm. you then you met her and it really blasted off. Nope. I, 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 I met, her, I met and, her first and then I wrote it. Oh, okay. You met her first, then mm-hmm. you wrote it. So, so met her, had the idea after you mm-hmm. met her, started writing the idea. Yep. Well, this is what happened. Um, okay. I developed two shows, um, GQ Factor and Hollywood Ladder. Yeah. And I was circling it um, in Hollywood for a little while, mm-hmm. a couple of years actually. But there was no, there was no bite. I knew it was good, but mm-hmm. it was before its time. It was before power, before you know. It was yeah. just too. It wasn't re- the, the was industry wasn't ready yeah. for it. And so I was like, so the the problem I had, the feedback was, um, nobody knew who the fuck I was. Oh, can yeah. I swear? You can swear. It's fine. Oh, okay. I don't give a fuck. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I have a My mother potty might. mouth. I don't know. Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so the so the feedback I got was, you know, no one knows you. you don't know what you yeah. can do. Like, you know, no 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 one yeah. knows you. And it's and writing but for that, television is so hard. But it? funny enough, it's funny because even though people don't know you, you script doctored for people, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny because mm-hmm. it's like, well, you, they don't know you, but you you did the doctoring for people in a here's sense. So the, how's that? Here's the problem with script doctoring. Your name's not on it. Ah, uh, true. When a client comes to me, I want to respect their original idea. Mm-hmm. I will never take yeah. credit for their original idea. Mm. And that's just the integrity yeah. I have. I could be like, oh yeah, I helped this person. But that's not me. Yeah. They came to me for me for a specific skill that I was able to gotcha. develop. Okay. And so so that's the problem with script doctrine. But the good thing about script doctrine is it teaches you how to write. Yeah, it yeah. teaches you the pitfalls of writing and you become a better writer because you you master the technique because yeah. it's beyond the art. Um, but that's the problem. So they didn't know me because they didn't because I wasn't Naming myself, I never knew that. I thought at least like you get like a, a, a no. written, like a, not a written by or like a, a screenplay, something a nothing, credit on there nothing. as well. Oh, that's fucking, that freaking sucks. But it's okay. I mean, I've, I've helped a lot of our friends oh, yeah. with writing, and it's their original idea, and I help them get their stuff to industry level. With, and I don't want credit for their well, original idea. Understandable, but still, it kind of, I mean, it sucks in the sense like. You know, you do all these things. You script doctor, and it's yeah. like people still don't know your name in that yeah. regard. Which kind of yeah. like it, it's it, it's like I said, it's not you know like mind taking, not taking credit for it. But at the same time, it's like kind of wish you probably had a little bit of right. like a little ounce well, of credit. Like to, a, to a point, like to a point. for me, I think no, because even when I was in the opposite position mm-hmm. where I went to, for example, Pilar Alessandra, yeah. who's amazing. Um, uh, she's a script consultant yeah. in L.A. Um, and when I go to her and she's helping me extract my story, it's not her story. Oh, so yeah. I, you know, oh. so I get it on the other end. So when I was yeah. on this end, it, it was never a desire of mine to get that type of credit. But you know, when, wouldn't you like? I mean, could you use the like, hey, I'm a script doctor. I've, these are my clients. When people have like yeah. said, hey, I 
You're, I could. I really know you. I could, but I wasn't doing it enough to feel comfortable with that. Okay. Okay, just wondering. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, I could, I can probably go back to those people and say, hey, why don't you, yeah, you yeah. know, sign this so I can, but I, I didn't. Okay. And that's fine. I mean, sometimes hum- being quote unquote humbled is uh, not always a good thing, yeah, <laughs> especially in LA, because yeah. you have to brand yourself. You got to be like, this is what I can do. This, And I'm learning to be a bit more aggressive and yeah. confident. There's, a, there's and a different hustle in LA than there is completely. here. So, I mean, that's another story for yes. later on. Yes. Um, <laughs> There's also what was I going to ask you to about script? Oh my God, I blanked out my question. It's okay. It, it's well. Let's continue though. I'll probably come back to it. So perfect. What was it? Where were we? It's tan- we got on tangents. As Carlos told me, we have off Broadway moments, which we talk <laughs> about random ass shit, and then we have on Broadway. On we're back, Broadway. We're back on track. Um, so where were we? we so you'd ask me yes. how I met. Uh, how it's, we got the trio series yes, together? So okay, let's go back to that. Okay. So you met in poor. Mm-hmm. Coffee place, by the way. If you yep. are in Vegas, you should go see it. Shout out to poor, poor Deborah. Hey, girl. Um, <laughs> so then you start developing just MILF by itself. So okay, this was where I was going. So because no one knew who I was, yeah. I had to create something. Um, so creating a series was like an answer to a riddle or answer to a problem. Yeah. No one knows you, so you got to create something. Yeah. So it's like, okay, great. Let me create something. Mm-hmm. So I developed these web series. I had been watching um, web series on YouTube and some other subscriptions that I had. And I was like, oh, you know, this is cool. Yeah. I can do that. And, you know, because I do have that background. And so I created three shows. Couldn't decide which one was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, started with MILF, um, then went on to the Mac, and then did Love Triangle. Gotcha. And so my cinematographer <laughs> told me to just do one and and then develop the other ones. But I, I was don't like, know who no, that cinematographer is. I don't is. know. Yeah. I, I, his name escapes <laughs> me. <laughs> I think John DeMarco. But anyways, um, and I didn't listen. I was, I, because I, when I, when I created the shows, they were yeah. individual shows. And then when I realized, oh crap, mm-hmm. I can blend these worlds. And that when I created the whole world, mm-hmm. it just, I could see it. Like it was just like this thing that happened and I just can see it as one thing. And yeah. I could never separate it um which is good because like you have i have three kids i don't have a favorite yeah um so you know you, you secretly guys, do but you don't want to tell anyone. exactly <laughs> exactly they're, they're my favorite for different reasons yeah. like one's my favorite for this one's yeah. my favorite so the same with the milf the mac and um uh, love triangle but and i did it and i just my first thing i had to get um, after I got my actors for the MILF, mm-hmm. um, was a cinematographer. Yeah. And I had posted on Facebook, and I was like, okay, I need a cinematographer. And then an angel came, <laughs> <laughs> and I met that angel at Poor Again. <laughs> and he was like, I'll do it. And I was like, but I don't have money. I don't know what to yeah. do. And he was like, you know what? I'm trying to build my reel. I'm trying to yeah. do more narratives. I, I want to just be a part of it. And so that was that was kind of the fuel to my dream that made everything else fall into place and we found locations and it was awesome. Yeah. So we have a great team, don't we? Yes. And, <laughs> and everyone's doing like their own projects and I just, I love our, our, our family. It's pretty dope. Question for you also is, yes. so you take on the role of writer, mm-hmm. but then you also take on the role of director, mm-hmm. but you're, you don't direct uh, Mel, you just direct 
I'm, I direct all three. Okay. So I got, I had Adia co-directed Love Triangle. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was co-directed. Um, I just, it was just so much I was doing, and I really, and I really think uh, Adia has a great way of how she deals with actors. She's mm-hmm. a, she's a great acting yeah. um, coach, and so I really wanted the Love Triangle to have that cinematic feel to mm-hmm. it and so i felt like i trusted her with my vision i was like you know what i'm already doing two shows yeah. be great so we we co-directed yeah. yeah. what was it like to write i mean putting all that on your plate too because you're not just you're also just to let everyone know not just writing not just directing but producing it as yeah. well it's excuse me it's a lot on your plate and what was that and was that your first time doing all three things in that regard so before, so when I was doing stuff with my mom, I always had one job, yeah. whatever that job was, like audio, yeah. audio, AD, you know, and I preferred that. When I acted, I wanted to act. I did not want to be a director. When I directed, I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yes, hell yeah. The answer yeah. to your question, yes. But what one thing I did do is I compartmentalized. When I was writing, I was only writing. Yeah. I did not act like I didn't write from a director's perspective. Mm-hmm. I wrote from a writer's perspective. And so then when I was directing, I was directing. So when yeah. I saw shit that I wrote, I was like, we don't need none of that, you know, because yeah. I was so objective with my own work that yeah. it wasn't like, oh, I need this to say this or I need this to say that yeah. because this is what I wrote. I was always flexible with my actors and allowed them to um, to to find their characters. And if they if the script didn't help them they needed to go off script and do and create their own scenes I was always open to that and encourage that so I think if you are going to have multiple things that you're doing you need to be you need to compartmentalize Mm -hmm. if you're writing just write if you're directing just direct don't do both um, and then producing is I had to produce because we had to fund it. We had yeah. to, you know, and it was a wonderful experience for me because now I respect every producer in the world. Because, yeah. you know, I think directing is such a glorious, I mean, it's, th- it's still hard work. Yeah. But um, the producers there from in, from inception to beyond, you know, so um, I really respect producers much more and understand the scope that it takes mm-hmm. to, you know, see a project through how hard was it to find even like helpful producers in a general sense as well? Because we had a lot of people, I'm not yeah. trying, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say yes. names or anything like that, but we had a lot of people on those call sheets. I'm like, who are these people? I don't even know them. So and I'm like, what I are know. they doing to help us? I know. So because I'm okay. Well, People were in the background doing helpful things. Like there were producers like who helped with location scouting, you know. So here was the thing. I wasn't paying anybody, you know. Um, we were, it was all, everything's deferred pay. So once we get our distribution in place, then everyone gets paid with, you know, their, their fair share. Um, so in order for people to feel vested emotionally into our project, I made, I gave people ownership. I'm like, this is yours, you know? So I gave credit to people who, whoever helped got either associate producer, got, got some type of, uh, vested interest just out of respect. Yeah. Okay. You know? Um, yeah. Get you. So. Going back to also the compartmentalizing part of it, yes. though, as I mean, I feel like if you're a writer and I know you can't bring in that objective, but you're compartmentalizing to be just a writer. But I feel like you have to bring in that director's hat, though, sometimes when you're writing as well. You can't just no. or even directing, too. Don't you do you feel like you have to, like no, for, I, I mean, try, for me, yeah, no, for you personally, for me yeah. personally, no, because writing to me is is. It's something that is really different. It's it's a 
I'm channeling. I'm yeah. being. I'm being like the characters I create are real people. Okay. Like it's yeah. not from me. I was just actually talking to my son who's writing a book. Um, he, my t- almost twelve year old, and. I was telling him because he was like, "Oh, my character, my character," and I'm like, "Baby, you you have to have objectivity. You can't connect too much, mm-hmm. too closely to your own character." I said because then you're going to be biased. Yeah. You know, you're not going to put your character through the things they need to go through because you think it's you. Yeah. You know, so when I'm writing, these are real people with they have favorite colors. Yeah. <laughs> like they have like I know all of my characters so intricately. Um. So it is for me. It's okay. It's easy for me to. To kind of disconnect from the writing game and just say, okay, as a director, what's going to be best for the story? What's going to be best yeah. for the actor or to move? You know, I look at it so different. And so when I see written words that just don't fit or I'm like, oh, we don't need this. We already yeah. kind of hit that point. Screw it. Cross this whole scene out. Cross these lines out. I don't have any emotional connection to it. Is that a certain writing style, you writing like that? Or is that just in general people who write? I don't know. Um I can only speak from my own mm-hmm. style. Yeah. Um, I've been doing it for, for a while in the sense of writing and developing that I just, it's kind of just part of who I am. It, Let, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, I'm so, you can go first. I'm sorry. No, go yeah. ahead. I was going to say, it's kind of like, um, if you go back to the acting real quick, yeah. it, uh, there's Meisner, uh, Adler, yes. all that yes. stuff. I, I always... Every time someone's on the show, mm-hmm. I'm like, what one do you do? And I forget which one it is. Right. Um, I forget the things. I need to remember them. But there's one, right, where they bring in personal experiences. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you kind of write like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, 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 an acting mm-hmm. technique mm-hmm. of writing. Right. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, um, certain characters or, or stories come from within me. Mm-hmm. And some come from observation of others. And some are just truly portal through me like yeah. I can't take any credit because it's like this just I'm just a vessel yeah and I'm just just working through me um I I love what I what I look at especially when you give the example of the acting techniques mm-hmm. I look at it as a toolbox okay and it's like you don't know what brush you're gonna need when you're trying to create art yeah and you need to know the different the the different um brushes mm-hmm. and and to make what you need to make and sometimes you're going to need something different and i know when i when i'm doing when I, when i was acting more um when i was doing an emotional scene what worked what worked for me to get to a point t- today is not going to be the same thing that's going to make me get to it tomorrow because yeah. my because i'm a human yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you know no, things yeah. change yeah. so it's not just like a one like people just need to find what helps them get to their authentic truth in that moment and then as most people know who do acting for in front of television or film, is you got to do it over and over again. Yeah. So what technique is going to work? You can't bring yourself to when you were five years old over and over and over and over yeah. again. Like I mean, Some people can. Well, yeah, they <laughs> can me. and they go Maybe crazy over it. And if that's how you create art, that's what you do. Um, but everyone's different yeah. and everyone needs it, you know, needs their own way of getting their truth out and they need all of their different uh, tools in order to do that. Mm-hmm. So. What, what was it like working with actors, directing them and that nature? What was that relationship like? What was the, what was the, sh- like, what was the hardest thing to do with that? What was the easiest thing to do? I know. And don't say you have wonderful actors that you worked with. No, I, I mean, they did. <laughs> I had great actors, don't but that's the not, the, that's me. not, this I is, would never. This is a show that's about honesty. So, um, I think one of the most challenging things, well, okay. 
One of the, uh, it's not, it wasn't challenge. I'll start and say it like this. Mm. What was most important to me was making sure my actors trust me. Yeah. I feel like, and maybe, you know, if you ever get any, any of our actors on here. I and, have, I got Jamie on here Okay, so good. And I feel like they trust me. And they trust me for, for and, and that was always important to me because I can, I'm an actor first. Yeah. You know, so I, I understand the sensitivity of those actors. Actors mm. are sensitive. <laughs> um, so, you know, you can't you can't hurt their feelings too yeah. bad. I mean, unless you really want to. Um, and if you need that. But what was really what was that was my first important thing. And so the challenge for me was separating um when I'm in director mode, mm-hmm. I have these relate. I built so yeah. much relationship with them and trust that now they are looking at me as their friend. And so when I am being serious and like, okay, we need to move on, yeah, and, yeah. We, and and so that my challenge was switching that on and off. Yeah. Like you know, no, this is serious. We got to do this, and 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 being the authority. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my biggest challenge. Um, but I learned a lot from about myself and yeah. about the art of it. And, you know, now I have a separation. Like, I don't talk and deal with my actors as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, not because they're, I don't love them. Like, I, you know, those are my babies. I love them. But there is a distance now. Yeah. So um, when I need something from them, you know, it's about it's being professional and being direct and being the authority now. So yeah. I have to I had to learn to hold up a mindset. Right. Yeah. I had to learn to be a boss, <laughs> you know, like I can't fraternize or I never did. But I didn't understand how I needed the distance. And yeah. I, now that I have the distance, it's very necessary, especially now that I'm on the business end of things mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, raising funds and talking to investors and doing that kind of stuff when it's time to work and I'm ready to pay everybody and yeah. get things moving, you know, it's just a different version of myself that I have to show up for for them so they gotcha. can, you know, so they can level up and in, in to their next level. Because that's my whole goal for everyone involved in our stuff is for them to get to the next level, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it's funny. I just found out about, uh, so Veronica was on last week. Oh. So, she- Yeah. And uh, I asked her about how she met you, basically, in a sense. Yes. And she's like, oh, yeah, I just went to the, you know. Her apartment, apartment complex. complex. And I was like, I did not know that at all. Yes. As I just thought, like, you ended up talking to her, to be honest. No, <laughs> the lady who allowed us to use the apartment for the Mac. Yeah. She's a, she was a manager at the time. She just loved what we were doing, mm-hmm. and she was just su- super awesome. And she said one of her tenants' kids was interested. She's like, oh, she was just here. You should meet yeah. her. And that's how we met Veronica. <laughs> Veronica is a beast, okay? Like, she's so talented. Like, I love that girl. Yeah, she, she's she, a gem. She uh, <laughs> she was a great uh, episode. <laughs> I want to know what no, she said. She's fu- she's funny. <laughs> she is hilarious. Yeah. Like she's one of those people you don't know she's hilarious until you like oh, yeah. really know her and you're like, oh my really god. Want, I didn't realize how much she curses. Also, she curses. <laughs> oh, she curses like a sailor. But <laughs> oh, that's my baby though. We met her. She had just graduated from high school. We so met her. I don't remember she's exactly. She's a baby. Yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, she's, I feel like she's been a little sister she sometimes. She is. Yeah. And y'all used to like go tit for tat. It was so yeah. cute. <laughs> Y'all talk shit to each other. Um, 
I'd also talk shit with Carlos too. That's another I one. I miss Carlos. He's good too. Has he was, he's, he was on uh, three weeks ago, I think. He used to always laugh at me. He's like, "You're so nice to to the audio person. I don't. You're the nicest. <laughs> like, why are you so nice to us? I was like, we need you. You're the most important <laughs> guy next to the cinematographer. If it doesn't sound good, I'm gonna be nice to my audio like, guy. You have to like everyone, so yes. you can't be mean to them. I can't be mean, <laughs> no. but you know, but the audio is important. Yeah. You know, you and the audio. That's the most important. <laughs> we talk shit to each other all the time. We said, um, and then so doing the whole trio series, yeah. you you learned a lot. Obviously, yes. what what are some things? What are some lessons you learned out of that? Um, I think to, to, to <laughs> shut up. Don't laugh at me. I'm not gonna laugh. Do at you. one show at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who said that. <laughs> that would have been better. Um, I because, and this is the reason why. I acted like I had, you know, like a million dollars in the bank. Yeah. We had over 30 actors. We had a crew between five to ten every every time. Yeah, five to ten every time. And so to manage and ask people for their time when they are in different cities, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, in different shows... It was just. It was. It was a very and shooting out of sequence, of course, because you know when a location was available, this is what we had to shoot. I mean, you know, but that's what I learned is just like all of those resources that we. If I focused those resources more mm-hmm. streamlined, and um, we would have finished sooner because yeah. it took us what three years to finish everything. I have no idea. Yeah, we don't. Know. I don't even know. I don't even but know. We how don't, long, I don't we, know if we're finished. <laughs> we're almost finished. We're like. 60, we want to reshoot though. Yeah. I think everybody is like, let's reshoot it with yeah. funding. So that's what I'm working on. I can't, I'm not speaking on that. Um, but this is a, released in April something. Oh, so by April, we should be good. Well, I'm, I, um, we don't know. I'm not going to hold you to it. So, okay. I mean, because it's really funny because fun, sorry, I have to <laughs> say this though, because like, I thought episode 15 was Veronica, but she's episode 16, and episode 16 drops on tax week. So she's on tax day. I'm like, oh, man, you're episode 15 on tax day. But I'm like, nope, you're episode 16. So you're episode the week after tax day. Oh, I am. Yeah. Oh, good. So you guys need to buy my... (laughs) Y'all just got your returns. (laughs) Y'all need to get my page to screen program because it is on sale, okay? Is it still on sale or will be on sale? It will be on sale. (laughs) I'll have a special thing during that week. We'll do a special campaign. (laughs) so you learned just to shoot one show. Any other vital lessons you want to give to people as well about that, like that you learned from the show? Oh, um, okay. Make sure that you treat people with respect and be professional yeah. all the time. Um, I think that's I think that's very important. You you treat your your job as a professional setting. You you deal with people professionally and yeah. with respect. And I say that because I don't. I realize I've been. I've shadowed other people, and everyone doesn't do that. People mistreat people, yeah. and then they expect them to be great. And um, I'm just not a fan of that. I just think that um, shows work better when there's synergy. I feel like movies work better when there's synergy, and I think that's super important. I, I think the synergy was there, and I think we talked about this too. Like the synergy kind of puttered out as well. Yes, because it took so long. Yeah, you know, and. Um, yeah, it was just the synergy was there, and then all of a sudden, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Good I synergies th- is what you need too. You do, yeah. you do, you do. It's hard to keep that though a lot in general as well with the 
you know, the long, I guess the longevity of like trying to finish something and taking yeah. a long time too. So, yeah. And I think for me, one of the biggest challenges was the editing. Yeah. You know, we have different, you know, projects in different stages. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we can't, one editor or two editors is not enough. We should have a whole team of editors working yeah. on it. And so I think that is also a takeaway. Because I was a little, very ambitious, like, oh, we'll get this done in six weeks. And it's been a year trying to edit everything. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, between um, working full-time, if I had a designated full-time editor, then it would be done. But we are doing it, you know, half the time. So, yeah. Life gets in the way. Things happen. All that stuff. It does. It's understandable. So what are you doing post-trio series right now? Um. So we have uh, a few things. Um, I, I'm worried of what I'm going to say. Okay, so happy April. So we are um, going to be working on our other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're packaging Trio Series for is we're distributing it through one of the majors. I'm not going to speak on what or who. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it might not happen in April, guys. So don't we're not yeah. gonna, don't hold us to April. Just yes. just we're just saying in general. Yes, in general. And so the Trio Series is gonna it's going to be be on something. Okay. Um, a national something. Um, and then our other shows um, that we're doing, and then we're gonna do some movies. Oh. Um, we have a few different movies that are on, on in our queue. Me and you talked mm-hmm. about how we're going to make this all happen with our time slot and yep. stuff like that. So um, by April, we should have, we should have either about to start mm-hmm. a production um, with funding mm-hmm. um, or just finished because oh. April is four months. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, and it comes. I mean, you guys are listening to this in April, but we're in December right now, close mm-hmm. to the very Christmas time, and it, it really is right around the corner. Yeah. 2019 went really fast. It really did. I think the older we get, the That's quicker the years go. Yesterday yeah. On the phone. I was like, like oh, accelerates yeah. or something. It's I just turned 30. I'm like, holy shit. 30, 30, 30. My 30. shoulders hurt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're, so, you're young. I know, I know. I'm super young. I'm also bad back. I have a terrible mattress. It's a lot. Well, you have a bad back because you're a cinematographer. That's true. You don't really have a bad back. You just have a lot of tension in your back. No, you get bad backs too. Well, yeah, you're true. I I I always say I go to chiropractor, and I haven't gone. You haven't gone. I haven't gone in like um, two years. You gotta go. I know. I got. I always say that to myself. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. And I just just kind of just kind of pull off. And like the great thing about it too, when I went, um, I was good for like See? a year. You gotta go. I felt great. I know. I gotta go. I got. Just go. Down. Just schedule it tomorrow. Boom. I, well, I just go to the joint. The joint. Like yeah. shout out to the joint. Do uh, that. Yeah, because they can just walk in. Do that. Maybe okay. Go after tax day. Go after tax day. <laughs> <laughs> we got our paychecks. <laughs> when we get our rebates. Our rebates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But if you're doing taxes right, you shouldn't have a refund. That's what my husband always says. What? I'm like, he's like, you should, you shouldn't have to have a refund. That means you overpaid. I'm like, you know what? Give me back my money. Yeah, just give me back my money. <laughs> like, I mean, what about what if I underpaid? Then I have to pay you guys. <laughs> exactly. So, so you weren't working on anything else post trio series, like what movie wise? Like any anything products you want to talk about? Anything that um, nature? We have Karma, uh, which well, is a new. movie. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's in our it's on our slate sheet. You know about it. No, it's not. 
I have it not. Is, is it? Mm-hmm. Go I, look at it again. I will have to look I've at, updated it. Oh, well, I haven't looked at it in a long time. Yeah, I've, I've been updated it and I color coded it <laughs> and I put new. Wait, which on. slate sheet? Because we have like 12. I know, we got like. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just resend you the one I have because I don't know which one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Karma, The Turning Point. Um, so there's a couple of shows, um, not shows, I keep saying shows, movies. Yeah. Um, Why Do People Cheat? Okay. Um, How to Trap a Man. And um, you know how to trap a man? I'll tell you, my reporter one time he told me this how to trap his boyfriend. He makes a wonderful chicken pot pie. <laughs> Cooking is yeah. one thing. So he says, it's how to catch a man pot pie, he called it. <laughs> I love it. Parker, if you're listening, that's for you, buddy. <laughs> I love it. How about for those of us who don't eat chicken? Well, I don't know. You have to talk to I Parker. I have to talk to Parker. <laughs> um, and then our, our, our new, um, uh, we were talking about doing a horror. Yeah. So. We, un, uh, untitled, untitled yet. horror. Untitled what, horror. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this too. What would you change? What are you going to change differently about the trio series? If you want to talk about that, yeah. If, what would what are, what's the the revision revisionist? Is mm-hmm. that the correct word? No, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what, what what is the um revert? No, no. What is the upgraded version? Rebooted version right. of the trio series. So um, because now I'm going to have you on on. You know, audio to actually <laughs> now you're now you're locked in. Now I'm this. locked into it. <laughs> I gotcha. So um the Mac. We'll start yeah. with the Mac. The okay. Mac for those who don't know, the Mac is about a aspiring actor mm-hmm. who gets hired by a dating agency to provide the boyfriend experience to affluent women. AKA Jigolo. AKA Jigolo. <laughs> but anyways. Um and what's what the hook is when it mm-hmm. comes to the Mac is, you know, he's an actor, so he gets to become different people. Yeah. So based on the client's preferences, um, that's he who he becomes. So he's been a lot of different characters and mm-hmm. different things. So with um, the right funding yeah. and with all of those type of things, um, it would uh, one of the things I thought was for him to have a, a team. And have it would it wouldn't be just him, it would be like a group of, of guys in a way. Was that is that in season one now? No. Oh, okay. That le- well no no no. That would so that would be what it so the pilot would kind of be the whole would be the sh- idea. Okay. And then it would be his journey and it would be it would be more like a millennial entourage. Okay. Gotcha. Does that make sense? No, I get you now. Get it now. So they are. But wasn't that GQ factor though? A mm-hmm. Okay, I thought that was like more of an entourage show though. Um, in the sense of it being about all guys, oh. but not really. Okay, entourage is more. I mean, entourage. <laughs> GQ factor is a show about four successful men that live in Atlanta. Okay. One's a um, music producer. One's a, a model. One's a district attorney, and the other one is a is a financier, like he does yeah. finance, um, like a nerd. Okay. And they are friends, and they live their great lives. So if anything, it would be more like Sex in the City, but a okay. male version. Gotcha. Okay. Now I get the Black bit. male but, version. But, but Entourage was a, a male version of Sex in the City, though. <sighs> Not really. I, think, I didn't watch Sex in the City, but that's what I've always been told. No. I... I because because we have so many shows now yeah. to pull from at a the lot. time those were the <laughs> limited for pers- you know yeah. perspectives we can pull from but there's so many mm-hmm. other 
things. You know what I yeah. mean? So like, no. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so we're starting off with a Mac, mm-hmm. and then the, yeah, we're gonna do that whole thing, and then what are we gonna do? We're MILF or Love Triangle? In the timetable of what I know, the timeline, mm-hmm. we're going. How is it? How's it going? In the revisionist history of upgrade or uh, rebooted upgrade of the trios. So what do you mean by? Uh, uh, chronological, or I this? guess. Chronologically, are we? I'm trying to get whatever I can. So out we of you. worked on so this. You're on, you're on tape, so you can't go back <laughs> three months later after this and go. So I changed the idea. The story. So what? It, so the beginning, the origin story is. Isn't it Love Triangle? No, it's Mac. It's Mac. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I and I watched that first episode. And yeah, I like, it's I'm Mac. Like, it's Mac. Be, well, the reason why it might be MILF though. It's not. It's not. Love, she, it's the Mac, she, Milf, then Love Triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. remember, she goes. Yeah, the day before, Khalees hangs really out the, with. An anchor of that whole story. Yeah. Since she, because Khalees is uh, Mac's client. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you said at one time it was Love Triangle. I think it's Love Triangle. Because that, that opening scene of him going to the party, but that, I don't think that really, that's a that's an off, off heck. Yeah. thing in the sense of like it doesn't I don't know agreed so I'm yeah, the, I, we don't need it yeah we're confusing people Should yeah stop talking about yeah, it okay <laughs> sorry everyone we, we just, we're still this in, is what happens when you, yes. when you talk about we have this. creatives on <laughs> yeah. on here you know or not even that like we just always talk about it and we try to figure it out and we still get no, lost no I think we have it I just don't think we trust it because because we time jump within the, because nothing's linear mm-hmm. we are like well this happens and so if this was a Soap op, a soap. Yeah. They would be these worlds would interchange, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the timeline would make sense. But because we're separating them, mm-hmm. you know, this this things happens first in the first episode, but then on the second episode of a def- different show, yeah. we're in a different time jump. Well, it's like the Arrowverse stuff. Though. It is exactly but, like that. But then they have that uh, worlds collide. World collide. Like, have you? I put it on my DVR. I'm oh yeah, recording it. <laughs> if, if y'all know already, Crisis <laughs> of Infinite Earths Monday. <laughs> December 8th. So you guys already seen it. <laughs> yeah, already and it's like, it. you know, I think it's on a hiatus now. And, you and know. Yeah, it'll be, on, it'll be the first three episodes and then it comes back in January for the last two. See. So it's five days. So you guys will be sad because it'll be over. Yep. No more Arrow no. 2. I know Arrow's over. I know. I, I didn't see the last season. I'm just going to wait for it from Netflix, drop on Netflix. Yeah, smart. Because so. I hate commercials. I mean, I, do you have Disney Plus, by the way? This is, yes. That's great. I love Disney Plus. The world, the world according to Jeff Goldblum and um, seen that's Jeff Goldblum's show. It's great. Really? It's, I did not see it. We're just watching The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian? Mandalorian. That? I haven't watched that yet. I'm waiting for it to... Um, Get more episodes? Yeah, but also because... Okay, so I got Disney Plus. I was being a good boyfriend. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I'm going to wait till watch this with Ashley. And then we went to watch... Well, we were going to watch it, but she kept falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. I'm not going to watch you know something without her. So right. I'm just going to... like Now that I'm like... That at the moment... We're four episodes in. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna wait till the eighth. You know, I think eight episodes, and yes. then just watch the whole thing with her. Yeah, because at least it hurts like thirty minutes, so it shouldn't be that long. Yeah, and then, but that the Jeff Goldblum show, I highly recommend. I always tell people that, and the Imagineering story is phenomenal. That's what I wanted to watch. I didn't put it on. Should but I watch it with the kids or watch no it? You can watch it with the kids without okay. the kids. It's wonderful. There's a quote. I've said it a couple times on this podcast by Tony Baxter. He's an Imagineer. He makes move. He makes ride. Sorry, not for the first time ride, but for the twentieth time. That's how they look at Imagineering. Oh my goodness! So like that's how I look at like anything that people want to make. Yes. You know, people aren't. You're not making stuff for one, one time. time. You're making it for like twentieth time times. or more. You know. Yes. 
I love that. Yeah. Because I mean, look. So at, I will watch that. Yeah, it's great. I, I missed last week's episode, which I think was the fifth. So. Yeah. Yes, I got to catch up with Mandalorian. Is that yeah. how you say it? Okay. I, yeah, I think it comes out a little earlier. I think sooner, like this time this month, because there's, a, there's a, a holiday. There's no. There's also a last um, the Skywalker special feature thing that's going to be on Disney Ooh, Plus or something. Or it coincide, coincides with it, so Exciting. that should be out by now. So hey, yeah. Exciting. That's what we want to do with animation. Anima- animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big one. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know, but it's it's down the it's in the roadmap. It's, in the roadmap. it's not the. Do you have? I need to see the roadmap too. I guess now. Yes, Did you get to. Yeah. Yes. So okay, so let me ask you this. this yeah. is, I, I ask everyone this now. Um, yes. So you've been here for seventeen years, right? Yes. You've seen the film community. Yes. For seventeen years, yes. you've been in and out, or you've been kind of consistent in a sense. I am like a lone wolf. Like a lone wolf? I know people, but yeah. I don't hang well, with anybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's my question for you, though. And I mean, this is the problem that I'm coming across with that lone wolf status in yeah. general, because everyone's kind of separated. Yeah. Is how have you seen the film community grow? Have you seen it grow? Have you seen it been I think so. lower, staying the same, stagnant? What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses of it? What can we do to break the glass ceiling? Because that, I is, just that is what we want to get down do- to. So my goal, Mm -hmm. and I want to work with, and I'm saying this in front of everyone, Mm industry-level filmmakers and producers. If if you're creating quality projects, you want to level up your stuff, that's the direction that I'm going. I don't want to do the amateur. I don't want it to look like a film, like a, you know, a C movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, written well, well acting, well production value, that's what I want to do. So, mm-hmm. so any of the film community that's interested in that niche, yeah, that's who I want to, you know, build a, a great camaraderie with, so we mm-hmm. can help each other get to our goals. Yeah. Um, again, I think it's important that we don't just make art um, to just do it. Mm-hmm. And I just see a lot of people just getting a camera and just not taking the time to develop their script properly, not taking the time to hire yeah. actors that can act, not taking the time to make sure your cinematography is together um, and just creating stuff and wasting energy, resources, and time. And I want to be a professional in this space. Yeah. I don't want it to be like, oh, that's that B movie or that. You know, I want to be on the level and I want whoever I'm working with, whoever is part of this journey mm-hmm. to be like the next, I want us to be the next um Cameron and and Spike Lee, like you know what I mean, yeah. the next generation of yeah. the greats. You yeah, know yeah, what I, I mean. You. So those are who I want to fuck with. Um, so that's I'll just say that. Would that be that's that's more or less what gets us to the next level in Vegas, right? Correct. What but what are the strengths in the community and what are those weaknesses though in the community? I mean, you kind of uh, said a little bit about the weaknesses, but are there any more? I guess or or yet the you know what are also are there any other weaknesses you see in the community? Have you seen personally and through your eyes, through your ears, you know, what have you heard, seen, you know, the whole kickaboodle? Um, I think that we're not working together. I think yeah. it's too clliquish. That that is a that is a that is a, yeah. know, funny. Everyone has said that so far yeah. on this podcast. And I and I don't have like I'm cool with everybody. Yeah. I don't have any problems, but I know I've been in circles where I'm like, oh, I um you know, oh, we don't we don't work with this person. Yeah. We don't like like that doesn't and, make sense to me. And I'll, I'll admit, I am. I, I mean, I feel like I am part of a clique in a mm-hmm. sense because I only, 
you know, work with just, the work, our work, people, yes. work with only certain people. Yeah. But at the same time, again, there's a lot of like, there's just this weird feeling of yeah. high school drama yeah. that I get from the yeah. community and the space. Yeah, and you're and you're probably right. I I don't know. I have not yeah. experienced it personally um, because I'm not I'm not you know yeah they, I'm not in it yeah. enough. Um, I'm in my own little bubble. Yeah, I guess. Um, but again, you're you're also. I mean, you are in that weakness too, where you're in your own bubble, mm-hmm, where you mm-hmm. need to be more excellent. Um, excellent. Um, uh, yeah, I know which word you're talking not about. Not insular, outsular. Yes, exter- uh, I, I don't even. Know. I know the I can't word. Think, I, can't, I can't. I can see the yeah, word, but I cannot say happens. the word. But it's <laughs> not insular. It's the opposite of insular. So yes, whatever that is, yes. Don't don't be insular. In you know. Well, I. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I. I am in. I'm in like the lab. I'm like dealing with a lot of things mm-hmm. on my own, um, and I come up for air just really short yeah. times. Um, so again, I'm really ultra focused right now. I'm not yeah. into you know building. Um, uh, I don't want to say building relationships. Of course, I'm dealing with building relationships. I don't. I'm not into just being a part of a group. Yeah. Just not to, yet. Yeah. Or or I don't say at all, but like. I'm I'm not I'm I've never been someone who needs to get to be part of the cool kids. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm okay with just being who I am mm-hmm. and working with people professionally and with respect and dealing with people when it's necessary to yeah. do so. And I love to support whoever is doing stuff. So when I'm invited to things, I will go mm-hmm. if I can make it in my schedule. Yeah. If I'm if I'm not invited to things. I'm not going to go because yeah. I have three kids, Understandable. three businesses, and I have lots of things that I'm doing that I have to put my time and energy into. So I'm really, I'm just very ultra focused on on being excellent at mm. what I'm doing. And so, and learning from my own mistakes. And I don't have the energy for, like you said, high school stuff, yeah. you know, like I just, I don't, I don't have the space for it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What uh, Some strengths, like some positives. Oh, that we're on the cusp. We're right next to L.A. Yeah. So I think we are um, kind of positioned in a way where we can do some really great, amazing mm-hmm. things um, um, if we focus on it yeah. as a community. Like we can create some some magic yeah. because we have both. The, we have the best of both worlds. We're on the West Coast, but we're not in L.A. We have... Um, uh, credits, uh, what do you call it? Nevada state tax credits that are pretty, they're decent. They're not yeah, the I, best. I don't know much about them, but I did you know, research that, on it. Um, I think New Mexico is better than that's why I'm there's lots of better. Yeah. There's lots of better. And, but and, it's still, um, better than Cali. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Cali has lots of taxes yeah. and stuff. Um, they're expensive, mm-hmm. um, to do anything. Um, so, and then we have so much land we can build, we can build studios out here. Yeah. And we should. Yeah. I plan to. Yep. You heard it first, folks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Um, Let me ask you this, because this is a few. You can disagree with me, obviously. Don't don't feel like you're obliged to agree. But how I see it, too, is that there's too many film festivals out <laughs> in Vegas. I agree with you. And I think that's a that hurts I agree Vegas filmmakers in general, because... Anyone can go to these low, like these ones that you never heard of before. Get in with like three people that are in, and you have a 
a one fourth of a chance to win, or like you know half a chance to win because you might in one category. And I think the thing is too that it just in gen- actually yeah. this is in general probably yeah. there, I don't know other states, but if there are a lot of shit ton of uh, festivals in other states, I feel like there should be a cap limit because. The thing is, too, like you're putting your work against these lower quality. I'm not going to say they're lower quality films, but these films that are amateur. Lower budget. You know, I know what you're budget. saying. Speak, trying, let's speak I'm, truth. Let's I'm speak speaking truth. truth, but I'm not trying to be like an asshole. I know I'm, what I'm you're trying saying. to find the right words. Lower everyone. budgeted. Lower budgeted, like, you know, first indie time film. direction. Very indie films. And the thing is, like, they're on these categories or other things of that nature that are like, you know, these new film festivals. Yeah. And they're not, they, they, the thing is, they they get these people get egos, people get you know yeah. all this shit, and the thing is, why why are you trying for the lower tier? Because if you're going for the lower tier, why not go for the higher tier? Yeah. Why not go for your middle? Like if you go for a middle tier thing and you get rejected, I feel like that's a more, you know, more um. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm blanking out right now, but it's more respectable in my eyes. Yeah. And I'll be on, and this is my opinion, and I could be fucking wrong, but like that's how I feel about that. Like yeah. you know, if you go like film festivals in general, there's a, there's a million think, of them. I think it's important to understand which what everyone's end goal. Everyone's yeah. end goal may may not be the same mm-hmm. for you. And we I think we share. We want next level shit. Yeah. Um, I want the spirit awards, yeah. not the uh, Vegas Run Film Festival. But this award. is the thing. If, if this is a, if this is the ground the playground that people want to be yeah. identified with and they want to shine in there it's just like it's like one of those things where they don't they know they can't compete on the, on the middle or yeah. high ground but they want to compete within their own um, level yeah. and just based but, on where they are yeah. you know they want to get some recognition but and you can't so grow though as a but person. that may not be their goal everybody yeah. has well, everybody has their own um, vision for themselves their own dream their yeah. own passion I, I get that and, I respect and, that and and my dream is not the same for someone yeah. else's and it's not fair for me to expect people to, to have the same vision as me yeah. but what it is my responsibility to find people of like mindedness mm-hmm. and create my tribe and we grow together because yeah. now we are vibing we can create our our dreams can happen more exponentially yeah. if we share the yeah. same vision or have a similar vision but it's not our job or our responsibility to tell somebody else how to dream or oh, how yeah. to you know what i mean no, you're right and because I, it's a waste I, of energy I, I yeah you're right and i mean i'm just thinking in a in a general sense of the community mm-hmm. like we're trying to grow the community and get better you're trying to grow the community and get well, better so you find people like you who want to yeah. Grow the community and get better. Not to tell other. I mean, you can inspire I'm tell, others. I'm trying to inspire people to grow the community. Inspire to be is good, but you yeah. know what? This is why I have the page to screen program, yeah. and that's why I've been working really Plug closely it, with my. No, I'm, this is so serious. Yeah. I've been working so closely with my own mentor because. I think that people just don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And we have people who have a dream, but they don't know how to develop a script properly. They don't yeah. know how to create high production value with this the way they set up their shots. Yeah. They just don't know what they don't fucking know. And so um, for people who do want to level up and don't know how to get through this, don't know how to get, get guided in that space, then, you know, that's where the page to screen kind of came to, to mind because it's like, you know, those people who do want and just don't have the access yeah. or the know know with all, um, now they have a they have an option to level up their shit. Yeah, and so um, 
that's kind of where Page to Screen kind of was birthed. Oh, yeah. So. And remember, guys, it's on sale because it's. Oh, yeah. You taxes and you should get refunds. (laughs) Yes. Here's another. Let me throw this out to you for. It is more of an actor based thing. Yes. I love acting. Yes. But I think the hustle. This can kind of refuse everyone, but I think the hustle in general here is not as good mm-hmm. as LA. I know it's two different beasts. I know it's an, I know it's a different market. I get it. But yes. at the same time, right. at LA, Georgia, like you know, if you're trying to yeah. build again, we're trying I'm trying to inspire the community to do better and find yes. I want to find out the roots and I'm questioning these things. Yes. So I'm I'm I have a, this one ask everyone everyone. So I'm asking, yeah, it makes sense. Everyone, everyone, mm-hmm. everyone. I'm gonna ask everyone on the sh- on this podcast the same questions and try to get to the root of like what are the problems yes. here and try to get to that glass level because that's what we need. The, we need to break glass yes. to get to that next level. And I think we're kissing the glass a lot, but we don't we're break not the glass. We're not, and we're kissing it very very close, but we're not getting to it. Like right. our, our lips aren't are just touching it. Yes. They're not like fully on the glass. Yes. But um We're just grazed. Yeah, we're just, just a little grazed. Graze. <laughs> um but like you know, LA you have LA there people are hustling every day to get to work, more work, yada yada yada. But out here the actors I think are a problem where there's a like more than less are you know, just not hustling and not it's, it's the culture. Yeah. It's the culture. LA creates creates this culture mm-hmm. of of hustle similar yeah. to New York in the sense. Yeah, and that's why and, I should have said that too. Yeah, yeah, it has like this, you know, this beast within yeah. you. You know, and you have Atlanta to too. You, in Atlanta, Atlanta's definitely yeah. like like that now too. Um even though it's like a southern state, um southern yeah. Yeah, southern it's a southern state. state. Yeah. <laughs> um but it's south. Cult- culturally, and I mean that not from a sense of race, I mean that in a sense of how our the energy yeah. of this space, right? Um, Vegas is not LA or yeah. New York because people are just there's not an it's not you're gonna stand out because there's not a, enough competition. Yeah. You know, like you were just saying, like, you know, the 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 pool that we go through, yeah. it's easy to stand out if you have something somewhat great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because but there's also a lot of divas that go, oh, I was in the background of The Walking Dead or this, that, and the other thing. And <laughs> those, are, like, those are people who have mental illnesses. We cannot speak on that. Yeah. Because people who have mental personality disorders, don't they don't make sense, yeah. right? And, and, even, and we can't. Like I know yeah. the type well, of person. I'm not trying to point out anyone. I'm just saying in general because there's not more. There's more than just one person. I know there is. And also, like you know, even uh, a, a, f- a friend of the podcast, yes. George Elias, was on here a few weeks ago. Um, he's a director. He has a shit ton of YouTube videos. Nice. Like, he has over 300 YouTube videos, like 200 on one channel, like another 100 on another I love one. Hustlers. And you know, he hustles. And he even said to me too, like the problem with the actors is like. Yeah. They want to, you know, I, I'm going to paraphrase, kind of remember what he said a little bit. But basically, he said he's, he's willing to pay them like you know, 25 bucks here, mm-hmm. whatever he can, or feed them. Mm-hmm. And they're still, you know, denying the work because of that. Well, it's like, you know, he, it's short films. It's short stuff. And it's yeah. like, why, like, why, like, you know. Like, the hustle is different. The culture is different. The, the like, hustle is different. Um, he has like, he's he's giving you what he can yeah. to help, like you know and he's also trying to get your he's also trying to help you as an actor in general and I think a lot of it and this is where my marketing background 
um, always comes into play when I think about solving those yeah. type of issues is about positioning. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to position himself and his project in a certain way. He cannot put his posts on the groups of the people that we're talking about that yeah. are not really interested in being industry level. Yeah, I don't I don't know what he does, I don't, so I don't I can't I don't know either, either, but I'm just gonna say that he probably posts some things in some of our those film groups yeah. and stuff like that and you know hoping that so it's about positioning he has mm-hmm. to make sure that he goes where the serious Las Vegas actors are mm-hmm. build those relationships you know get, so there's a certain way to do it he can't yeah. go out to those um, those groups yeah. and expect them to be responsive because they just they're just not on that level and even Jamie had an issue I think too when we talked about this real quick there people were asking like who's the DP who's the director of like his show it's like why do you care why? Yeah. Why is that an issue? Why do you? Because like, they, you know, why? Because they're either being coached by some immature, amateur person yeah. who's like, oh, and, when you get hooked by booked by something, you need to make sure that and, you ask these and, questions. That's the, you know, the, and, someone who who's who's drinking their own Kool Aid. And he's been burned too by so many scamming, you know, acting things. No, I didn't magnets. know about that. Yeah, he's been scammed. I think he got scammed once from it, and then he almost got scammed another time. Because you're not supposed to pay your acting talent agency, whatever it is. Of course not. Yeah, so he didn't know that. He was he was green at the time when he did that. So Poor it's, baby. It, you should go back to that episode and listen to it. It's uh, episode Well, you seven. haven't released it yet. It's in January well, or I February, should, okay. actually. I'll so listen will be, to it by yeah, January. You'll be listening to it, hopefully. I want I want an exclusive. <laughs> I want to hear it now. Um, but yeah, um, I did a lot of actors did. Um, yeah. I got it's so funny. I got scooped um, when me when I first moved out here. Yeah. Because um, I, I skipped by this when I first moved out here. I joined John John Robert Powers. Oh yeah, that's what he talked about. He actually, so and that's how he got scanned the first time. Yes, and I knew better. The thing is, I knew better, but they were so convincing, and um, they were like, "Yeah, you need to take modeling, and you need to, and do all these things." And it's, I just it's believed it, and I. You know, maxed out my credit card and still paying oh. for that now. Holy shit! It was it was a sh- yeah. That's a shit show. It was and. But you learned. I I learned, but now like you, actors, mm-hmm. you pay for your own headshots. Yeah. It, that's what you do, and that's it. Yeah. But you don't pay. You know, you don't pay a company to do that, and you don't have to pay to work. Also, Veronica just told me yesterday. Not yesterday. Well, yesterday. Well, no, it wasn't yesterday. Yeah, was it yesterday? I don't even know what day it was. But last week when Veronica was on the show, <laughs> technically, um, she talked about now there's not just headshots anymore. There's something else. V cards? Uh, Z cards? Not Z. I don't know. She didn't say Z cards. It was more or less like um, photos of you in the scene, basically. Like if you're asking candidates? for. not I don't know if a candidate, but ba- no, like in a sense, like if they're asking for a cowgirl, you dress up as a cowgirl and I guess take a picture of that so you, they can see you as a cowgirl. Okay. Or like, you know, a firefighter. You dress up as a firefighter. Some, some I forgot what it was, but I if you go know. back to that episode, you can listen to it. And we I'll talk about ask, it. is this in Vegas or is this in L.A.? I, I don't know exactly. I'm going to look into it. I forgot to ask her. Because I, one of my producing partners and friends is a, is a casting director. Yeah. I'll ask her. Yeah. And I'll be like, uh, does that require, is that a requirement? That just seems really weird. It's just a new thing, I guess, starting... Like and I, I hope it's I, a I Vegas to, thing. I have to like listen to the podcast again, but um, I, mean, I never you, heard of if that. You, if you if, if anyone's listening right now, go back to last week's episode and uh, Veronica talks about it at the end of the episode, I believe. 
Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get down to the we'll get down to it. And I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll let, so. I would love to know. I'll look into it. Yeah, yeah. So, any other last words of advice, wisdom, nuggets, wonderfulness that you want to tell the people, the wonderful people, the, the frame wonder, chasers out the here? Frame chasers. Hashtag frame chasers. Go after your dreams fearlessly. Um, develop your skills. You know, if you want to, you know, be a cinematographer. Develop your, you know, mm-hmm. like stop romanticizing the film industry and get and get your hands dirty and do but the I work. I can't stop. I have over three hundred movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that. That would be what I would suggest um, as advice. Is just you know, figure out what your passion is. Go after it unapologetically and develop your your skill set in that space you know invest in training you know yeah. um don't if you like just imagine this is how i like to say and i'll and i'll end it here just imagine you want to be a surgeon yeah and all you do is watch youtube videos of surgeons do you think that you're a surgeon <laughs> No, no. You have to study. You have to go to school. Yeah. If you can't, if you're not going to go to film school, take training <laughs> classes. There's like if you want to level up, please study your craft. That is a great ending point. Yes. And here's another ending point. Yes. What is your social media that people can follow you at? Oh, um, it's Kai Sharif, uh, Miss Kai Sharif. So M S K A I S H A R I F F, like Frank Frank. Um. Because F sounds like S's sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, Miss Kai Sharif. Um, that's it. My name is Kai Sharif. And you want what about uh, that's Infinite F- Dreams? You don't want to plug that Instagram? Oh yeah, um, I have Come an on, Infinite girl. Dreams Studio. <laughs> that's the that's the public one. I, I forgot. Miss Kai Sharif is private. So actually, that's start over. Nope, we're gonna leave that. Infinite in there. <laughs> Dreams Studio. No plural. So everything is Infinite Dream Studio. Don't add any S's where they don't belong. Um, and that's on um, Instagram. Okay. And then, um, yeah. Cool. And that is the end of our show. Yes. Thank you, Kai. Thank for, you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I was excited. I'm excited for every podcast. I'm excited for this one. Thank you. I was glad you got to come. I Thank know you were you. nervous. I but, was nervous, but, but I actually... Yeah. Didn't seem, I didn't no, feel nervous. No, you weren't nervous at all. I think you did a great job. Thank and you. Again, thank you. And thank you guys again for listening. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe. We are on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher. Also, remember I said in the beginning of the show, we have a Patreon page. So if you want to be a part of that, I got great plans for the future of this cast. Like I've been telling you guys, I have a live stream idea I want to do. So we need to get those people on Patreon to subscribe and, you know, Give your pledges to us so we can do awesome things because I want to give you guys more content yes. weekly. If we have 200, I think 200, I don't know if we're going to have 200 right now. This is in April. But if we have 200 people, I'm going to do two podcasts a week. If we have 300, it's three podcasts a week. Like, I'm ready to do this. I yes. have so much content. And you have so much to offer. I yes. hope in your content, besides our interviews, you're going to be giving your like special skills and sharing like inside trader uh, knowledge. I don't know yet. I haven't figured out everything that I'm going to do, but I need to get through all these first and figure out when we're going to. Hopefully, okay. I really hope who's listening to this right now, hopefully you are a subscriber or even not a subscriber. You just listen to the podcast yeah. and you you subscribe it or you just, you know, whatever you do to listen and get us, maybe you're watching us on YouTube also. Yes. Um, you know, I just want to thank everyone. It's really just an honor and pleasure to do these podcasts with everyone, learn everyone's story. Cause I never really 
ask questions as a friend of a person. I, I'm just terrible at that. But I, I love actually having this environment and like kind of forcing myself yes. to ask the questions. And I listen and I'm like very engaged, I feel like, as yes. a person. And I love hearing people's stories. And I think that's what makes this so unique and so interesting as well. Yeah. So again, guys, thank you. And remember, I can't do this without my hashtag Frame Chasers, the official podcast hashtag of this show. Hashtag Frame Chasers. That is the thing I'm using every time I post. Every time. And every time you retweet, tweet it, whatever you do, remember to use hashtag Frame Chasers. So, okay, guys. Thank you again. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great year. I'll catch you guys next week on Chasing the Frame. And if you're on that $7 tier, boom, you listen to next week already. So, sneak peek. <laughs> See you guys. Bye.